Mana 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 this is social disgusting welcome to social disgusting a podcast where my guests and i discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves i am brandon aka brandon hope you're well my guest is a returning one having previously been on episode 65 and 66 nigh upon 15 months and one day ago she's a comedian an artist a writer a podcaster and a ragamuffin a plethora of things (laughs) as well as co-founder of mob theater dublin a very cool very cool. Alternative Comedy Club. Please welcome back, Erin McGathy. Welcome. Hello. Well, welcome to me. <laughs> welcome to you. <laughs> Look, I... <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird to go in this formalized thing like I'm doing, and I want to undermine it. Because, you know, backstory. We've been talking for two hours? Two and a two half hours? hours. Two hours. Yeah. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. <laughs> Previous to actually pressing record. Never in um, my life when recording a podcast yeah. <laughs> have I had such a preamble, but it was so fun. And then we were it like, we bad. have to start recording. <laughs> yeah. We had to, I guess, fulfill the purpose question mark of this. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, you know, like we're obligated to it, but I guess in a weird way, that's why we're here. I feel like I'm not talking we're, about We're enough. going to, oh. okay. you know, I don't know about you, Brandon, but yes. I am going to... Um, Really bring it, even though I am <laughs> the fun so dorky, even though I'm a couple of wine wines in, yeah, and uh, I feel like we talked about our whole lives. We covered a lot of ground. We actually, did. We did from um, RFK Junior to <laughs> a lot of other things. I mean, that really is a was a weirdly specific talking point, but yeah, but uh, I I, also, I don't I don't actually feel worried because we literally have tried to start recording for the last yeah. hour and a half and and so as I'm the steward we'll... of this podcast yes it, <laughs> this is on me plenty a lot of a lot of good stuff in my opinion was lost not lost well, no <laughs> was this not recorded for others to hear and that's for us sorry sorry everybody those two and a half hours are hours and now now you get whatever is left. Who's we talked to about say? conspiracies, racism. That is true. Yes. Yeah. Codependency. Narcissism. Psychopathy. Yeah. Sociopathy. <laughs> I think I just like saying psychopathy. I think that's why I said that. It's a good word. It is for some reason. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we talked about. But I guess uh, one thing I didn't ask is how are you? Which is the same. <laughs> What if I was just like, I am horrific. I am I've been bored end. as shit for two and a half hours. <laughs> I'm cranky. Let's keep, we couldn't record this stupid... E- oh, 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 Yeah. Uh, thank you for asking, Brandon. Yeah. Finally. No, no, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> I should have asked. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm... I was I was absolutely blown away when you told me it, it had been more than a year Isn't that wild? since we did that yeah. first podcast about clouds. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wonder, you know, when you put it that way, too, I, I then think, man, where was I at in the pandemic of all things that it was cloud talk? A part of me is like, is it? <laughs> That I was trying to get twi- literally and figuratively lost in the clouds amidst the <laughs> pandemic, or that I was just so like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and I'm like, this won't go on for 15 plus months after this. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I f- <laughs> I feel like I definitely stewarded the cloud conversation. <laughs> it, like, I, I don't. Uh, I haven't. I haven't re-listened to the to the first podcast. Gosh, I can hear the tiredness and the whine in my voice, but yeah. um, I, I don't hear anything. It sounds normal to me. Cool. Yeah, Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. Um, I mean, as you and I discovered over the last two hours of chatting, <laughs> is that <laughs> we're just we're we're kindred, kindred spirits. So, I like, so. I think that's fair. You know. We're going to uh, uh, talk about whatever, but how am I? I'm good. I am. Uh, I'm all right. I uh, my birthday is actually this weekend. So oh, really, happy birthday in advance. Thank you, that. thank you. Um, I only mentioned that because it has a lot to do with like 
I guess how I am because I always get very uh, contemplative. Okay. Before my birthday. In the sense of like, in in the sense of the more immediate, what have I, have I made the most of this last year of my birth, or is it like the overall of it? Oh gosh, the way you said that, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, it'd be great to look back, but I, <laughs> my my attitude is always like, what's next? What's happening? Um, but I I, I do for like the last, uh, I guess since I was 20, I always do like an annual self-evaluation sort of thing kind of treat it as my new year i feel very lame describing this but uh, yeah i mean i it's uh it's handy enough for me to treat my own birthday as uh as a new year because it is quite close to the actual new year that makes sense okay yeah yeah, but it I kind of writes itself naturally in that regard. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So, so I've just been examining uh, my shortcomings and <laughs> <laughs> what I want to change. Yeah, uh, here's I'm a dumb doing, question: yeah. Is it are birthdays a big deal in Ireland, or is it just another thing? <laughs> that feels like a really dumb question, but I am. I don't think it. Curious. Yeah, I don't think it's a dumb question. Um, I feel like they're like the same. As okay. they are in the U.S. in that they are in the eye of the beholder. Like the person who has the birthday seems to uh, denote or or uh, establish how important their birthday is. Okay. I definitely have friends in Ireland as I did or do in L.A. where like their birthday happens all of a sudden. And you're like, hey, happy birthday. What's happening? And they're like, I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Please. Please stop. Um. <laughs> you stop putting the attention on me. Let's focus on other things. Yeah. I, I, that, or that could be me projecting because I'm not a big <laughs> birthday. Per, I mean, I'm like, yeah, it's birthday, cool. Uh, but it, it's not yeah. a big deal to me. I mean, yeah, I'm not like I'm not like a. Well, I will say I haven't I haven't come across like a birthday month person or somebody mm. who's like who who's really reverent about their birthday, <laughs> which is something that I would come across a lot. In LA, like I have a handful of friends who would be uh, where the birthday is like a very big deal, okay. and no, no judgment, sure to them. But uh, yeah, I guess that that is not actually a thing. But yeah, I feel I feel like as I'm getting older with my birthday, <laughs> um, I I don't do this every year. But uh, this year and two years ago, I'm using it as an excuse to do something I really want to do with my friends here because, like, it's my birthday, so you have to do this. See, I I think that – I get what you mean, though. Like, I've done that in the recent pre-pandemic past of, like, it's – Hey, it's as good as any excuse to get people together who might not ordinarily. Yeah. Uh, and or, what are the just, things that you, event, made, you know? that you made your friends do? <laughs> Let me think. Well, meanwhile, I'm like, whoa, did I bat myself into a corner there? Let me think about it. <laughs> I mean, what have I done? Have I done anything else? I, I mean, honestly, as much as anything, it was just like getting together, getting food. It's really boring. Food or hanging out at my house or, you know, having a party or something. And I did that the first few years in the ha- this house that I living had parties uh there as just an excuse to get a bunch of people together and i mean yeah that's great i mean that's not really like making anyone yeah i'm not like let's go bungee it, but... jumping because it's my birthday also if you keep hearing my cat <laughs> she's being particularly she's not far off from the microphone and she's making a lot of noises uh, I, I can hear her and I uh, that's what it. i keep keep fearing is she's, she's interrupting you so maybe i pet her real fast to get the get the wines out of her system um no i i I, i'm into it like i I will never be distracted by a cat okay that's good and their sound well don't she might uh, although i have headphones in she might somehow intrinsically hear that and then uh feel challenged to dare you where where i live um in this apartment or 
flat in Dublin. I still don't know the difference. Like different places are called different things. I guess our okay. place is called a flat um, as it is part of a house, I guess. But like we have a neighbor cat whose name okay. is King Richard, oh. which we know from his tag. And he he comes by for like five hours of the day and hangs out with us and i and i love that's, it that's fun you get a five-hour visit just yeah. like we have a five-hour conversation before this you have that <laughs> with King Richard, my, the... yeah my, my boyfriend has to say to me constantly like that is not your cat it is not your cat it's um, tough though to, to reckon i mean again like to separate that you're like i am emotionally invested in this cat yeah, and yet and he is still here. technically a visitor, although for a large percentage of my waking hours, nonetheless. But still, yeah, exactly. So, as far as make like what you do for your friends on your birthday sounds great. That's great. Done that before, but like I've yeah. I've <laughs> done that sound like done that before. But now the better thing, <laughs> um, which I don't think is necessarily better. But uh, the last couple of years. I've used my birthday as an opportunity to, I guess, um, if I'm to actually think about what I'm doing is uh, do almost a self-help retreat, I suppose. Like two years ago, I had a couple of friends come out to a house and I made everyone do like a year uh, evaluation for themselves. Um, but this weekend, I am taking some friends on an epic mushroom trip. Oh. Yeah. Got a, and I have a, a journey little, of discovery. A journey of discovery, yeah. That's fun. And, uh, and yeah, we're doing a, a whole thing. Are you feeling self-conscious like I am now that we're yeah, recording? Yeah, I am. It, it, it's, it really is. <laughs> It's just weird because, you know, to, to have the conversation before and then now to have to see it through this, diff- a, not even like different prism, just a prism uh, uh, of, yeah, I feel like I'm like, I feel like I'm like one second behind what I was before recording because I'm filtering everything for some not for some reason, Same. there's a reason, but just thinking, Same. not that anything was said that was bad, but it was just more no, of a, I know. there I are mean, other, like, cons- there's like, there's a, not other considerations, there are just considerations now that well, it's like, before. oh, now we're hosting a show. Well, yeah. guess what, Brandon? Yeah. You can cut out anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> so what That's if, true. because we're both doing it, we're both like, oh, now I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. yeah. I I'm mean, asking I just a about birthdays. very yeah. boring thing about my birthday. So, <laughs> No, I'd see. I don't think it's boring at all. Uh, oh, well, that's fact, very nice of you. I think it's quite. I really don't. But okay. The, okay. the thing is that I do have a question. I, and I'm not going to these as a crutch, but it was like somehow related. But I, I was genuinely curious, like, what what is the best holiday to experience in Ireland? Oh, well, boring answer. Mm-hmm. But my birthday, uh, no, uh, <laughs> Christmas, Christmas is, Christmas is, uh, amazing in Ireland, like across the board. It's, uh, Christmas starts after Halloween. Oh, okay. I think, cause there, there's no Thanksgiving. So, yeah. uh, they call it the silly season here in Ireland, which refers to, people just like going out for drinks like i like christmas here and again this is just according to my own experience being an american living in mostly california but like uh my experience with christmas before i moved here is that it is like very um family focused Mm -hmm. which is great but like when I was growing up, it was like Thanksgiving is like extended family, friends. Okay, Thanksgiving, we're getting together, et cetera. And then when Christmas comes, like for my family, when Christmas came around, it was like, it is family only. We're yeah. not interacting with other people. We're doing Christmas in the morning. We're doing presents in the morning and then we have lunch. And then we slowly drift off to death. 
or what felt like death, but not actually. Like we'd watch, uh, uh, what was the claymation? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Burl Ives, uh, uh, Rudolph the Red Red Nose Reindeer sort of thing. But like for me, growing up, and I, I mean, look, I'm overly, I'm really sensitive to everyone else's experience but like for me and I don't think this was everyone's experience but for me like Thanksgiving was like okay we have this big meal we're hanging out it's a bit loose and then Christmas was waking up to a cool breakfast that included pigs in a blanket my family and then we would open presents and then uh that was kind of it like we were just kind of hanging out with our presents. They don't have Thanksgiving here, obviously. And so... What if that was a revelation to me? Like, what? What? Huh, what? what? Huh, what? I mean, well, you know, it's wild. It's like, they don't have Thanksgiving here, but Black Friday has become a thing. So, like, there's no That's Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so last week, which was Thanksgiving, on Thursday, I was doing a show... Um, and before the show, I was doing a live show, very excited to do a, a live show in these times. And I went and I got my nails done before the show. And this is Thursday, the mm. whatever date that was. And at the end of getting my nails done, the nail technician said, happy Black, Black Friday. And I was like, thank you. But it was, it, it was literally Thanksgiving. So... <laughs> there is like there's absolutely no concept of why Black Friday is happening. And I know this sounds like an absolute bit, but uh I have talked to some Irish people who thought that Black Friday was like a African American Heritage Month thing that's like not shoved the... into yes. Thanksgiving. That because it feels in play, especially, you know, from the perception yeah. of somebody who is only getting certain amounts, uh, probably a lot, I don't know, of like United States news and all the, the preconceived notions of that. I mean, I know. will say like, yeah, I mean, like we're getting all the news. We're getting all the news. Most of our news okay. is is U.S. news. However, like culturally, you know, like would there be an article that came out that was like, oh, so Black Friday started because some really brilliant corporations were like, let's market this as the time when you are going to get deals because it's it's the most popular shopping day of the year. Like no one here knows that the reason why that day exists oh. is because it happens to be the most popular shopping day for Christmas in the US. And it's sense. just kind of bled over here. It's uh yeah, it's amazing how like um you know uh commercialization and marketing transcends all boundaries and borders and it just it'll make its way one way or the other you know and i think about like the especially like something like christmas like the perception of christmas is there's a lot of like implied expectations with how much it's its own thing and the Mm -hmm. you know and like the love actually movies of the world of like the most idealized perception of what this day should be and all this stuff it's just sometimes it's a lot to contend with it feels like or maybe that's for sure unnecessary you know pressure on myself which is yeah like yeah like i will i will say that in dublin around christmas and obviously we're still in a pandemic but typically and it's happening this year things things get pretty intense around christmas where like decorations around the city are really vibrant but also mm. uh something that i've experienced here pre-pandemic is just that like Every, every, every combination of friends gets together for a Christmas party or Christmas drinks or something like that. So you have a, so you have a ton. Of, so it's, it's a busy time of getting together with all these different friend groups and like probably different permutations of the yeah. friend groups. Like this is the time to socialize and be merry, I suppose. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just got a text from my boyfriend that was like, can I use the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> see, see, this podcast, they're they are not free. They have fallout. And unfortunately, you can't use the kitchen now. Or maybe you can. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you can. 
but yeah, I guess yeah, I'm saying like you can. <laughs> Please, <laughs> by all means. I'm in the sitting room that is near the kitchen. To be fair, we we started recording hours ago, so he was like, "Oh, this will be done at a certain time." Oh, he has every reason to think this should be over. I get that. <laughs> what and is Christmas enough. like in Arkansas? You know, that's a great question. I have to think about <laughs> that for the first time. You know, as soon as like Thanksgiving's done, this city, or at least that I'm in, automatically puts up all the the dusted off Christmas decorations that go on like the the poles, you know, next to the street that are all that are poles. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to phrase that. That are on the, uh, as I said that way, that's not close to what I'm trying to say. But it's decorations that have been there since I was a kid that are the identical decorations. The city-owned, like, lit decorations? Yeah, 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 yeah. pretty much. So it's like they just put those up every year, same time. And, you know, it's just like, well, this is what we do, and this is the part of the tradition. So it kind of has become white noise in a way. It's like, oh, there they are. But, you know, when you're a kid, it's like, this denotes a time, and, you know, Mm. it's exciting, and it's... I think as a comedian once put on a podcast, said on a podcast of like, about like nostalgia, that nostalgia reminds us, reminds us of a time before we paid bills. And, that, <laughs> and I'm like, man, that's so true. You know, it's like, oh, that's why I romanticize so many things. I had really so little to worry about at that point. Yeah. Um, or maybe I did. I don't know. All the, I'm always, uh, I'm so all the magic. I don't get it. Yes. <laughs> we also like in Ireland as well, like the day after, like it, it is a bit different in that it's like a whole, feels like a whole season. And the day after Christmas is St. Stephen's Day. Okay. And in the UK, it's Boxing Day. But it's like, that's the day to get together with your friends and you're doing stuff. And in different counties in Ireland, there are different weird traditions like in 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 southern ireland there are counties where people dress up like birds and sing in pubs for money oh i love that busking birds busking birds st stephen's day apropos of nothing when i googled uh mob theater dublin and then started going on this google street view just to do like this to like what is this road on and then i noticed (laughs) The Australia Travel Center really stood out, and what that I was like, what is this? Mm. And then I googled that, and it talked about it's a it, it's a travel center specifically and solely for travel to Australia, and <laughs> which is fascinating to me. And then there's a Yelp review on there that said <laughs> that said like, I mean, it's nice to be able to have people to take care of you to go to Australia, but they really shot themselves in the foot by only catering to travel to Australia. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Very yeah, specific. yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, Ireland has, like, a weird relationship with Australia. Not weird, special relationship with Australia, to be fair. Yeah. It's, well, even in that movie Belfast that, we, that I had mentioned before, it was mentioned of traveling to Sydney, Australia in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Which I was like, oh, there must be something here if Australia is still a thing today, you know, with the travel center, but also being mentioned in a movie <laughs> that takes place in 1969, so. Right, well, yeah. I don't know well, what that pre, is, but something. Pre-Brexit, mm-hmm. uh, when the UK was still in the EU, <laughs> and I, hmm. I, I'm like, I don't know anything about any of this, but I think, like, to maybe... Like, I don't know, the Republic of Ireland has a relationship with the UK and Australia is not part of the UK, but But help me out, Brandon. I know what (laughs) you're saying, hold on. That that it was once... It's it's like Canada. Yeah, yeah, it was not a territory. It was, yeah, but it was once... uh, What the fuck am I saying? It... It's that it, yeah, it was Sovereign occupied. Country. Yeah, it was like India before it. It was occupied by uh, England. I don't know what I'm. Yeah, saying. so it used to be. It used to be. Um, there used to be 
Like I think this actually still I think this actually still exists, but there was a relationship between Ireland and Australia for work. So like if you were a college student and you're like, I wanna live abroad, you could go to Australia and work without getting getting like an official visa. Like there's a relationship between Ireland and Australia, the same way that there is between the UK and Canada. Okay. And I, I Googled Australia, Ireland, and it brought up Australia, Ireland relations on Wikipedia, where it said <laughs> diplomatic relations, diplomatic relations exist between the Commonwealth of Australia and the Republic of Ireland. Australia and Ireland share a historical connection and remain part of the British Empire until their respective independence. Um, so I guess they're just like, you know, brothers and sisters in arms, I suppose. In- yeah, I guess it would, but yeah, but it would, yeah, it would be different because like... I don't know. <laughs> like the um Yeah, I w- yeah, because like the queen is not on Irish money. Okay. You know. It's uh euros and stuff. I'm sure Look, this will all be making, covered in the we're crown. Making, <laughs> we're making big moves at the Yeah. Um <laughs> shout out to Australia. I would I I uh I would love to see all the insane uh birds and spiders in Australia. You know, I was thinking about Australia today, which is quite a sentence. He <laughs> Just says now when you were whistling. Googling Australia. I was thinking about Australia Irish. today, by that I mean three and a half <laughs> seconds ago when I brought this up myself. But a part of me I was thinking that uh man, there are so many terrifying insects uh, and and bugs and things over there but then again i've never been there so that's just my that's what stands out in my perception of that place and it's just like i think it's real that is a real feels like it yeah yeah but also more colorful uh wildlife because colorful wildlife tends to be dangerous true right so and they have platypi Which I think is the pronunciation. I think it's the, I think I'm pretty sure that's the uh, pluralization of platypus, platypi. I don't know. I feel like I'm punch drunk a little bit. Same, yeah. same here. I mean, <laughs> it is so funny that we talked for like two hours. Yeah. And then we're like, here goes. Here's the podcast part of the thing. <laughs> Let me After bring up. Have- Savily bring up Australia Travel Center. Speak on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got to tell you, uh, one of the other, the, I'd said that I've seen in the last two days two Irish related movies. One of them, Belfast. The other one, I saw Wild Mountain Time. I don't know if you're aware of this. Oh, movie. yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I was curious because I imagine, um, I imagine it was maybe not well received in the perception of Irish people <laughs> uh, as it is. In my perception, the most Irish movie I've ever seen in terms of really? the funny. perceptions of probably the Americanized perception yeah. of, of uh, Irish people. But then, you know, you have Emily Blunt. And, and I know um, one of the IMD, IMDb trivia mentions was that the Irish people were outraged by the terrible accents in the movie. Yeah. Uh, fair enough, based on what I can tell, because Christopher Walken... And Emily Blunt are doing some things. In that movie. <laughs> well, and also um, Jamie Dorner, who is from Northern Ireland, yeah. is weirdly doing an atrociously, an atrocious Irish accent, which was really interesting to me because I was like, "Does is Jamie Dorman get an exception there?" But then again, he is from Belfast originally. No, people gave him a lot of shit. Okay, <laughs> for that Fair accent enough. for sure. And yeah, uh, it's a it's a weird one. It's. You know, I was like, man, it's a beautiful movie. But then again, all they had to do was film outside. And there you go. <laughs> you know, it, it didn't, not to undermine the cinematographer, but it, you know, it does, the, the scenery and the greenery does a lot of heavy lifting. And it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I Googled where they shot that. It was in County Mayo. Mm-hmm. So there's that fun bit of trivia. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I know that, it, it, I know that that movie previously was a play. And boy, does it feel like it. It is. <laughs> yes. It yes. feels like it. And that moment in the last 15 minutes is 
wild. It is wild. If you've not seen Wild Mountain <laughs> Time, you're watching one movie and then all of a sudden you're like, what? Holy shit. And then like what depending on who you- What is happening? Yeah, yeah. Depending on who you are, you're either like, oh, wait, was this all good? <laughs> or you might just be like, this sucks. All of this sucks. It, yeah. yeah, I think it, it's the direction, the direction. Well, the writer, writer slash director. Yes. Uh, John Patrick up, Shanley. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he grew up in Ireland or he, he he's not from Ireland. He like went <laughs> back to like visit, yeah, yeah. visit Ireland. So like the reason why my understanding is the reason why Irish people didn't like the movie is because it feels very much like it's like a... Ex- extreme joke about what Irishness is in so many different ways, like from the ham to the way that everyone talks to each other. All of it is just uh, really goofy. Um, down to like the the boat that Jamie Dornan gets in is a boat yeah. that people used to use 400 years ago. <laughs> so when you find out it's like a modern, it, it's just like it's just bonkers. Um, And speaks to what we were talking about before uh, the podcast. For our ears only. Yeah. And by that, I just, (laughs) I say that to like justify like being so undisciplined that I just didn't record and then do it the way, the entire purpose of the, the origin of this conversation in the first place. But, you know, but it's like, to your point though, it's like, feels like both a combination of like, uh, his perception of Ireland through the prism of a memory, but also mm. romanticizing it at the same time. And it's yeah. really a lot to, tonally, minimally as a viewer, it's a lot to take. It's so weird. Everyone should watch it because it is like fascinating to watch. It really is. It's on Hulu yeah. in the US, I can tell you that for a fact. So that's how I watched it last night. And boy, oh boy, is it something. <laughs> I actually like, I did a... Um, I was asked by the Irish Times to speak to just the biggest uh, uh, periodical in Ireland to talk mm-hmm. about like how I felt <laughs> about the movie as an American living in Ireland. And um, did you politely, w- politely decline, or did you? Did you talk to <laughs> no, him? I didn't. I mean, yeah. it, <laughs> it's an awkward position to be in because, like, yeah. what I mean, what they want is like a criticism of how it's representing Irish culture. Yeah. Um, but then I'm also meant to be like the American voice of it all. It's weird. It's really weird. I find like, this is more on me than the assignment, but like I find myself in a position of being like, Hey guys, you should No, this sucks. Be annoyed. (laughs) You're allowed to be annoyed. (laughs) This sucks, right? Oh wait, nothing. Okay. Let me switch hats. Uh, Okay. Uh, Just like me, please. Yeah. This seems (laughs) accurate. You know, it's a, it's a lose lose because if I say that something feels like really authentic, then I, I risk an actual Irish person saying like, no, this is bullshit. How dare you get out of our country? But. (laughs) And all, and all to what end? To speak on this movie, it's like, man, like, no, this is, well, that's a lot to reconcile, and it's so difficult to, it just feels, yeah, to your point, no win. It really feels like there's yeah, no win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what ended up happening was that, like, my opinion very much just mirrored the Irish <laughs> film critic's <laughs> opinion. By the way, it was an Irish film critic and me. I am not an Irish film critic. <laughs> I am just an American in Ireland who makes stuff here. So I was called in to be the voice against the uh, Irish film critic. This was this was on the heels of like doing the same thing with um, the film Leap Year. Oh, that movie. Yeah. The year before. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, yeah, it's a weird, it's weird ass film. It's really weird. It's a play. Something that delights me about like the whole story with that film is that Deborah Messing played the Emily Blunt part on Broadway. And her and I love Deborah Deborah Messing, but her Irish accent <laughs> wasn't great. And a friend of mine who's a journalist here tweeted, did not at Deborah Messing, but the, this was like when the film was coming out. My She's friend, a, she is a name searcher. 
She is indeed. And like, no shame. But like, my friend who's a journalist here tweeted, never forget Deborah Messing's Irish accent in Wild Mountain Time and attached a clip. And Uh in the clip, Deborah Messing's accent was like, there's no mistaking that it's so bad. Like, you don't have to be in Ireland to understand that like, oh, no, Johnny. Why you would you do that? No, like, like oh, but Aisha Chai type stuff, like yeah, that, just like bad. really, really unmistakably bad. And blessed Deborah Messing, she quote te- truth quote tweeted that tweet and was like, oh, thank you. It was really difficult, but I worked with the voice coach, <laughs> blah blah blah, and like cited her, and then like left that up for like an hour and then deleted it. But like at first thought it was a compliment, and then, and then my friend like felt so bad because I, like it became kind of like a, a within Irish standards viral tweet. Like remember this thing, and then Deborah Messing was weighing in, and then just like <laughs> just imagining her like realizing like. Oh no! This is sarcastic. This is that not a good. Oh, is the fact that like yeah, to your point, like it, it was said innocently. She took it the wrong way, which then made it even more of a dunk on her when yeah. when it was a self own. Unfortunately, yeah. and oh. and you know, bless my friend. Like she she didn't capitalize on that. It was just yeah. like oh shit! But it uh, it did it did make me laugh. Just see, like, I think in an empathetic way, just like the idea of like, oh, thank you. I worked really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. You're like the idea of ostensibly saying like this sucked and to be like, thank you. You know, I worked on my craft and doing this, you know, it's like, oh, this is not what this is at all. I know. And again, she did not at her. So She's a, yeah, there are uh, some celebrities that are too online, which in some cases, could be defined as online at all mm. uh certain uh like the christy tegans of the world are uh mm. too online let's not get into that probably that's maybe best <laughs> not to as i was saying that mm, yeah yeah what do i know I mean, yeah that squid game thing that she did uh well <laughs> that was wild but then before that she did the uh her assistant wearing the plague outfit for Halloween oh, I don't 2020. Know about that. I don't oh know boy! About that. I mean, we can't compare our own uh, experience to that. I mean, like she, like there's no way that Chrissy Teigen is not living in a very rarefied, weird space. Like what she sees oh, as real is different from what we see as. <laughs> I agree. I think. I think in speaking to uh, something we spoke about for the 15 and a half hours previous to this. <laughs> That uh, it's the fact that she, though, presents herself as a real person. That's yeah. the problem is that I'm relatable. I'm, but it's all like, rela- it's all relatable, open parentheses, for a celebrity, close parentheses. But it's mm-hmm. like, I get it. And then it shows like these wild examples of earnest privilege, but still like it's not a good look. And then when earnest, she gets. That, that's what she wh- should call her next cookbook is earnest privilege. Or at least. Make the next Ernest movie about that. <laughs> Ernest privilege. Wait, I guess we can't do that. Sorry, we can't do any more Ernest movies because. Wow, right. I mean, I that is know. that is the death knell in the podcast. Was you? Do you realize, like, as I said, an er- it was just an an Ernest comma Ernest joke, and I got so self like this is where I'm at in my life. I get no, self conscious nice. about the, like, we, the dumbest no, little should, jokes. You know, Ernest is dead, and we should remember. Him. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Ernest is dead, comma. <laughs> Why would he saying comma? Long, <laughs> long live Ernest. Um, <laughs> the next Ernest. You know, I just randomly uh, clicked on a tab and it has a map showing Dublin. And I didn't realize how directly it's good across. Like, but this is so boring that you're surfing the net. That it. Oh, over talking. How dare you? How dare you have an. How dare you? And probably rightfully so. About that. Uh, I just didn't realize that how directly across from Dublin and Liverpool is. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And there are a lot of li- a lot of Liverpool fans in Dublin. But yeah, oh, it's really? all very close. Yeah. Well and the reason it only stuck out in my brain is because I just watched the part one of three of the, the Beatles docuseries or documentary mm. that's like eight hours long. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on who you talk to on Twitter where everybody's 
shitting on it for some reason, which is confusing. But I guess it. I, I guess mean, it's don't watch it. What do you? I don't you know, get what it. Is, <laughs> it's not public policy. Like who cares? What is your it's, uh, issue? It's, it's a bunch of cool raw footage of people who are half dead. Yeah, which is interesting. When it's, I say uh, half dead, I mean half of them are dead. Yeah, <laughs> Although, I don't mean the people are half dead. <laughs> hey, peace and love, peace and love. It's uh, it. I just think it's, you know, I don't know. It's just I, I see it and I watch it and I'm like, wow, this thing that I grew up with that is so ubiquitous to me, I get to experience the origin of that in yeah. some form of real time. That's like a gift to me. I think it's so cool. Totally, I'm into it like as like a fishbowl. Yes. Sort of thing. I don't know what the online criticism of it is. It's just like, I'm not saying like up. criticism is invalid, but it's just no, funny. It's, like someone went to, I just, yeah. I think, well, I think it's just some people, if a thing reaches a critical mass of popularity, then the intuition of some is to then go against that. And, and I'm not trying to undermine those who actually like, are earnest. There are plenty of people. Some people act in bad faith of like, yeah, well, actually, this thing and blah, you know, whatever. Yeah. I guess I'm just getting butthurt that people don't like a thing that I like, and I just <laughs> want to enjoy it earnestly like a little child. That's what it boils. Absolutely, what sure. I mean, like I I watched it and enjoyed it, and while I was watching it, I was like, I could see how people would like not enjoy this, and that I feel like is, you know. Not to give myself too much credit, but I feel like that's a healthy reaction to it versus yeah. like, I hate this. What the fuck is going on? People <laughs> like this, but, but this is bullshit. We have, you know, like, I I don't know. Like, who cares? Who cares? None of this matters. Who it's cares? Like, who gives a shit? I was fascinated by, in a way, the director of the, the whole thing being covered, how, what an interesting guy in a way yeah that, yeah he's kind of like go- obnoxious and, and unlikable in a lot of ways yeah but. and then i i googled him and have you have you googled do you know anything about this guy because there was something about him there was a puzzle piece that made that it oh, all i googled him but i didn't see a puzzle piece it it was that he th- thinks because he's still alive that orson wells is his father was his father is his father Oh. And and when I Google that, and then you go return to it, and you see his whole thing. Yeah, he's like, this oh, it's steeped in that accents yes. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cigar, the way he <laughs> carries himself. I'm like, I was like, is he, is he this way because Orson Welles maybe is his father, or is it because of the perception of Orson Welles being his father? Yeah. Either way, I was like, like, this informs this person very much, and I find that very interesting. That is interesting, for sure. Yeah, I found the accents of like the superfluous people to be uh, ear bleedy. Yeah, I I also like the the road manager in that where he got to hit the anvil. Yeah, and how you know they yeah they met him was. at a, the Brian Posehn road. Yeah, road yes, manager. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they met him at the Cavern Club. He was a security guard. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he just seemed like I had. A, he just seemed like I really had like a nice like I'm just happy to be here. Type exactly. Energy. Yeah, you're just happy to be there. You're just happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. I was into it. I was also like I was uh, intrigued by like how chill. I mean, I've only watched the first section of it, but I was intrigued by how chill John Lennon comes across. Yes. As opposed yeah. to like what I thought before, which was that like him and Paul McCartney were both like Paul McCartney, <laughs> like they were yeah. both not that like. I mean, I feel I is <laughs> an insane thing to say, but I feel like if I was in the Beatles, on like I I'm not saying like talent wise, but I would have been the Paul McCartney that was like, okay, guys, we got to rehearse, we got to pull ourselves together. Like I I would have been that person, I think. Oh, I would have been fueled by nervous energy and my perception of like somebody maybe telling me you need to get together and like trying to stave that off. I would be like, so the, yeah, like let's get focused type. And I, mm. I guess I wasn't, I guess I was more, um, I really, I guess I don't think I really understood quite what their dynamic was, their interplay, but also what their individual personalities were. And I feel like immediately you get a real sense of that. 
Yeah, and yeah. Like, like really that George Harrison is like, he's two years younger, but like that makes yeah. a big difference. And like his <laughs> yeah. dynamic with followers, like, I just want to just want to make sure that my bits are getting in. And Paul's like, it's not even about that. And I was like, okay, but like, are my bits getting in? <laughs> like, are my. <laughs> no, no, no. I know, I know, I know. Sure. However, yeah. However. I mean, mine about this very thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. And then Ringo says seven words, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And Ringo, time. meanwhile, like, he's shooting a film next door, which is so. Yeah. Funny. And like. But, uh, yeah. I I just think it's really really like I said I've only watched the first of three parts at this point because uh, I kind of want to savor it but also it's very long. It is very um, long, but yeah, it's fascinating. Like, why would you like who like it's it's real footage. What what is the point in criticizing it? Like, what are they they they're not going to go back in time and like I I guess they can edit it different for yeah. you. What do you care? <laughs> Who cares? I don't Who care. Cares? <laughs> what do you? Yeah, it really someone is made this so thing apropos of nothing. You didn't pay yeah. for it. What? What does it fucking matter? It drives me nuts. Like, like the, not the fear across of missing the board, out on the especially discourse. with this. Like, yeah, this is about a band that was most famous seventy years ago. Yeah, I mean, you right? know, like. The time when they years were, ago. Why when they filmed care? that, when they filmed that documentary, that, that that what we're watching, the oldest one, there were two of them of the Beatles. They were twenty nine years old. Oh, twenty nine. Okay, twenty nine for what? Well, <laughs> twenty seven. We're all. Oh, oh, yeah. No, twenty nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it was yeah, Ringo and yeah, there were twenty eight uh, and twenty nine, and then yeah, George was twenty five. It's just. Man, it's not fair to compare yourself to what they were doing and working on because it's so extraordinary. But a part of me is like, oh, thank God, not that anything like that would have happened, that it happened to me because I would have just self-immolated, probably. Oh, yeah, it's wild. It's wild thinking about, like, being in that age and doing that stuff. Like, something that I really liked about it was, like, I feel like it made me realize... Ah, like the the real magic of this is that there are f- three, possibly four people who are so uh, creative and have a really specific vision who have found a way to work together. Yeah. And that combination is what makes it so great. It's not about like, ah, if I just, like, work really hard on my own and then emerge from a basement, I'll be amazing. It's like, no, like, this is clearly, like, the collaboration here is the key, which like is so steel great. sharp and steel type thing of, you know, that it's amazing, you know, what it is to, like, to to rise of your to your level of competition type thing of mm. maximizing how good we are together, but also... Making yeah, each other better, the, the reciprocal yeah, exactly. nature of that. Exactly. Like finding finding those people who are who inspire you and challenge you and like what happens if those people work together for a long period of time? Because like the, the like the Beatles wouldn't <laughs> stupid thing to say outright, but like Beatles wouldn't have happened if it was just John Lennon or just Paul McCartney or just George oh, Harrison. Yeah. It's like it's the working together that's so cool, and that's what's so fascinating about the documentary is watching them interact with each other. Yeah, I, it's um w- part of me what I what I think about when I think about it is that <clears throat> excuse me as I'm getting choked up that uh, <laughs> it's that there are so many moments of like you think about like for me like moments in history where it's like if I could be the fly on the wall and then to have to actually yeah. have that opportunity. Exactly, and it's like pre-reality TV. Like it feels like they really aren't like playing for the cameras. It's really exciting. Yeah, it actually reminds me. I uh, speaking of like not being the the relative lack of media savvy, so to speak, of like even fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, and how so many people like kind of know what the deal is now, and or how Mm -hmm. their their perception of how they're supposed to act when on camera. That I watched uh, a documentary. A documentary from 97 or 98, 97, I think, 
called uh, Hands on a Hard Body. And it oh, yes. is about, yeah. great. It's so good. But yeah. just how everybody, they are all these different characters, but they're not, because they're not trying to be. They just are who they are, you know, as opposed to like the Tiger Kings of the world, I suppose. But maybe they are real. I don't know. I never finished that because it made me feel terrible watching it. <laughs> uh, I'm like, but yeah, like most reality terrible. television people are. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like wholly dishonest, but they're playing up who they are. They're they're curating. Who, I mean, the same way that like when we started recording, it suddenly became very subconscious <laughs> and weird. But, that is true. Yeah. 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 But like they're it's uh, they don't have a cultural understanding of that. So it's just they don't know how to they don't know that anything is going to look bad or that it's going to even amount to anything. True. No, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, uh, <laughs> I should not see if I have any more questions that are worth a damn. Probably not. <laughs> that are worth a damn. I mean, I, so, I, I unexpectedly have to, have to go because my boyfriend really has to use the kitchen. But. Okay, we're 50 minutes anyway. That's perfect. Yeah. I'll just say, if you, want to do another one where we were just like fresh and recording another one i'm very happy to to do it and it was very fun talking to you but just just like i mean i suspect it's fine but if you want to do another one i'm very very happy to do that i would arguably take you up on it just to do it again to be yeah yeah i'm I'm Uh, into that while we're since we let's let me formally wrap it up that you know i thank you for doing this i appreciate it this is great I really appreciate it. And uh, what all do you do? You, and again, in the formalized tradition of podcasting, do you have <laughs> anything you want to point people toward before I wrap it up? Sure. Uh, I am in Ireland, but we are teaching online screenwriting classes through mobtheater.ie. So I would direct you towards mobtheater.ie if you want to learn uh, TV writing screenwriting uh sketch writing we're doing zoom classes and they're very fun perfect yeah that's awesome thank you again this was great i really yeah did. thanks for having me i feel like i'm overcompensating now thank you all for listening <laughs> let me turn it to people i've not spoken to hi thank you for listening please take care <laughs> stay safe get vaccinated and or the booster um whatever the case may be be kind to yourself be kind to everybody else take care Happy holidays. Can we say that? I don't know. Goodbye.